What's, up, What's everybody? up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mindset Mogul Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh Jacobs and Bradley Mora, and we are back with a Q&A today. And I am full of energy. I'm ready to go. We got a great question for you guys today. Brad, what's going on? How are you doing, brother? How's your day going? The day is going good. Definitely off to a, an energetic start. So hump day not slowing me down this week. Feeling good. Very good. Wait, is today Wednesday? Today's oh, Thursday. Shit, today's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. That's great. Well, uh, maybe maybe, maybe not as sharp as I thought. <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. How you Jeez. feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm at the tail end of these blood thinners. I uh I'm cooking back in the gym. Had a big right. lift yesterday and then gonna lift and hit the sauna today. And uh yeah, plunge tomorrow. I'm back. I'm grateful for all the body things. So resilient. It nice. uh yeah, it's good to be alive. <laughs> yes, it is. It's good to be alive. I'm grateful to be alive, grateful to be here with you. Let's jump into the Q&A. I just want to say, guys, if you get any value from this episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a comment. If you have a question you want answered, you can leave as a comment or email it into support at mindsetmogul.com. And we would really, really appreciate your engagement. All right, let's jump into this question right now. It is from Jake and it says, hi, Brad and Josh. I've been building my business for two and a half years and have had some success and some setbacks. I've come to the conclusion that this is a 10-year game and I'm still coming to terms with that. How do you have patience for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jake. Thank you, man. Great question. Um, this is, I really, really like this question and I love how you ended it. It's hilarious because it really is true. You have to have patience. You know, when I was younger and in business, I wanted everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want everything fast, right? Like we all do. We all wish that we could just flip a coin and have it come and appear tomorrow. But at the end of the day, business is a long-term game. And you're thinking in the right terms now of taking it from, you know, thinking in periods of six months to thinking in periods of 10 years. So I think the we'll break this down and we'll talk about all the different ways to have patience for it. But like the cliche answer is, you have to fall in love with just getting better and improving. And they call it the process or the journey or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, the way that I like to describe it is you have to fall in love with getting better at what you do every single day. Because if you get better at what you do every single day for the next year, the next two years, the next five years, in five years from now, imagine how much better you are going to be at what you do if you improve every day from now until then. So the idea for me is the way you build patience is by falling in love with improvement. And then once you start improving, you're going to just start feeling better anyways. You're still going to want things to come quickly. It's human nature that what we want, we want it now. And especially if you live in America, like you can get anything, you know, with the touch of a button on your phone. So of course, we're just accustomed to what you want, you want now, but great things take time. And we're going to talk about different ways to, you know, cope with that and what me and Brad have each individually done. But the simplest way for me to at least put it is you have to fall in love with daily improvement and getting better at what it is that you do become a master of your craft. And if you fall in love with that, it will be a little bit easier for you to, to have patience for this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to start there. You know, I would say 
fall in love with with the improvement and mastery, mastering of your craft. Brad, I know we've talked about this a lot, man. Like, I guess talk to me a little bit about your evolution of maybe when you got started in business and thought of things in a in a shorter time frame to maybe where you are today, which is I'm assuming similar to me where you still want everything tomorrow, but you have a little bit more of a realistic approach to how long things take in business. How has that changed over the course of your career? I definitely used to suffer from shiny object syndrome and didn't pursue anything long enough to actually see it, not even to fruition, but to the beginning of anything. And so, and that was in my twenties and I bopped around from idea to idea. And so I know the there's real pain and anguish with starting and not finishing things. And I can tell you it's way worse than working on the same thing for a long time. You, you definitely get that dopamine hit when you get something started and then you start to, you know, you peek out on that pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden the mundane grind is, is the world that you're living in. And I think in the past I'd quit as soon as I hit that point or saw the first bit of challenge and the exciting part wore off. And so at least taking it from, Looking at it from the alternative that the other option is to not focus on anything for a very long time. And that's a guaranteed path to failure in which you'll never get the things that you want. You know, there are very rarely quick solutions to winning the game. And when people do, it's, you know, I'll call it a lottery ticket, but it's like there has to be the intersection of, of multiple crazy things happening and you just pick the right bet. But 9.99 times out of 10, you need to find an industry that you have some sort of competitive advantage in and a passion for, and that passion might be the competitive advantage. And then you got to commit for a long time to going out there and playing in the space and spending enough time to get the edge on others that you actually start to win and have compounding results of, of you know billions and trillions of small efforts over time. And so I guess the the first thing that's helped my framing is, well, the alternative is that I just quit this thing and go start another thing and then actually go back to zero again, which is way farther back than all the progress you've made in these two and a half years, Jake. So that's frame shift number one. And then the second is changing the success metrics. And this one's hard to do because you want things and you want tangible, call them tangible results like money in a bank account. And that's, you know, that's the KPI ultimately that I think most people are anchoring themselves on. But to your point, those are not process driven. And ultimately, it's the wrong KPI to keep you moving in the right direction because it's, it's a lagging indicator of success. The money comes once you've done all the small, tiny, micro repetitive efforts over and over again. And those are the things you should be measuring your success on is, did I go out and make the emails? Did I make the phone calls? Did I have the tough talk with the employee? Did I sit down for three hours and think about strategy and explore the marketplace and what my competitors are doing? And then do I do that over and over again, every quarter and every day and every minute? And those are the things you should be measuring success against is hitting those critical tasks off the box versus you do that enough times for a long enough period the KPI of money will come to fruition. But that's another thing that I have to honestly circle back on like, you know, weekly is don't measure where you are in terms of like, you know, this month's PL. Instead, measure against am I doing all the things that I know I need to do and said I was going to do that'll make the business better. 
Yeah, and I like how you said, um, you know, you have to be passionate about something. And, you know, everybody talks about passion and, and whatever. But here's the, I love this Tom you quote. He says, I'm going to mess up the quote, but he says something like, the struggle is guaranteed, the results are not. So pick something that you're going to like. And there's a couple things that I get from that. Number one, no matter what you do, you're going to struggle. So you could be, you know, I mean, we just were talking about this. Like, you could be a famous musician, right? And you could be the Rolling Stones and you are, you know, to most people, that's a dream job, like touring around the world, being a rock star, whatever. And I'm sure it is a dream job for them too. And they love it. And they're pa more passionate about that than anything else in the entire world. But I guarantee you that there are days that they don't want to go out on stage. There's days that they don't want to practice. There's days that they don't want to do the things that they want to do. So even if you have a bunch of passion for what you are doing, there's still going to be days that you don't want to do it. And so that's the first part about pick something that you love because no matter what, there's going to be a struggle to it. But if you love it enough, we, regardless of what struggle there is, you're going to continue to do it. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is about the results not being guaranteed. You know, in your question, you said it's a 10 year game and yes, that is true. It's good to be thinking about things on a longer term scale, but part of me feels like this question is, a little bit leading to the fact that you're waiting for some result, right? You're waiting to make some amount of money, let's say, because typically that's what you're in business for is to make a bunch of money. So let's say that you're waiting for this amount of money to hit your bank account in 10 years from now. The problem with that line of thinking is that once you hit that amount, there's going to be a new amount. And, you know, there's always these, there's, there's this saying, right? It's like, I'll be happy when I'll be happy. If like, I'll be happy when I have a million dollars in my bank account, I'll be happy when I'm making a half a million dollars a year. I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I get this car. I'll be happy when I get this house. I'll be happy when I get this wife, whatever it is. And the reality is, is that if you're not happy now, you may get a moment of satisfaction when you have a million dollars in your bank account or when you get the car or when you get the house or whatever it is. But if you're not happy now, getting those things is not going to change your level of happiness. Momentarily, temporarily, it will spike your dopamine and you'll be, you know, super excited about having the new house, having the million dollars, having all this stuff. But if you don't fix the internal issue that is, that is making you not happy or waiting for something to be happy, then getting more money is only going to amplify that. If it's, you know, maybe it's, you feel alone or something and you need, and you need, you want this money or you want to do X, Y, and Z. And when you get all that money, if you still have that feeling, it's only going to amplify that feeling. So I would just be careful with that line of thinking of, Oh, in 10 years I'll have this and then it will all be good. I'm not saying that you said that in your question. I just, thought about that and want to, you know, relay that because I think it's a really important thing to keep at the top of your mind is you got to be happy along the journey because when you sell the business or whatever, you get the $10 million check. If you're not happy the day before the $10 million check comes in, like I said, you may get a temporary spike of, of happiness and excitement when that check does come in, but in six months, you'll be right back to being unhappy. So I would focus heavily on, again, what we started off on, which is falling in love with improvement, falling in love with getting better every single day and mastery because 
Those are the most fulfilling things in the world. Improving every day. We, as humans, we have a natural inclination to want to get better and improve every day. And if you aren't improving every day, you're going to feel like shit. Like we talk (laughs) about this a lot. I know that depression is real. I know that there's people who have literal chemical imbalances, but there's a lot of people I feel like I would go as far as to say probably the majority of people who say they're depressed that feel depressed because they are not doing anything in their life to improve. They graduated college, they got a job, and they ha- that was their last day of learning anything for the rest of their life. They have not learned one thing. They have not worked on themselves at all. They have not done one thing to improve their life. That is depressing. Like, we as humans want to grow. I'm sorry, I know I'm on a tangent right now, but we as humans want to grow. And if you are not growing, whether it's personally, physically, financially, in your business, whatever it is, you are going to feel like shit because standing still is is the worst thing that you can do other than declining. So standing still is declining. So sorry for that tangent, but that I feel like is one of the most important things, one of the most important messages that we could possibly portray on this podcast. With inflation where it is, standing still is declining. But to your point, there's more of a philosophical question behind the whole, or maybe not a philosophical question. There are baseline things you need to focus on beyond just the financial measures for success that will decide how you feel about every day of the journey. And it's all the things you just hit on. This is something that you and I have been talking about, but there's, I think there's a baseline level of happiness you can create in your life that will likely relieve a lot of the stress of running a business and not being where you want to be yet. If you focus on eating the right things, sleeping the right amount, drinking the right amount of water, getting the right amount of sunlight, and then focusing daily on things that you're good at and getting better at them. And if you do all those things, I just challenge you to find somebody who is in an agitated, unhappy, unfulfilled state, regardless of the money in their bank account. Go get those things right every day and you're going to have a beautiful life. And so use your business as a tool to help solve for that. Don't sacrifice all those things for the sake of the business. Because I think there's some hustle suffering porn that goes around in business sometimes where it's like you got to grind for however long it is to to make the dream come true. And in the, the implication of those things is that you set everything else aside to get there. And if anything, I think the reverse is true that my most productive business days are the ones where I start out with a cold plunge or sunlight or a workout and drink the caffeine at the right time of the day and not right when I get up. And so factoring all the physical and positive mental things I can do that sit outside the business. I just, what you had said, I think it's worth saying that if you focus even 20% of your mental capacity on getting those right, that what it gives back to the other 80 is so profound. And then you also find that a decade goes by and the last 10 years have been very happy, fulfilling, and ones filled with good emotions versus you know, whatever suffering you're inflicting upon yourself. And yeah, I guess I'll just top it off with, I think your business will, in 10 years from now, you'll have a business that's crushing it and you'll feel good about the entire journey if you make sure you're holistic in your perspective on things. I love that. I'll just say one more thing and then we can end it. But, you know, Brad mentioned one thing about, you know, if you start over 
after two and a half years or whatever, you're because of shiny object syndrome, you're moving on to something else. It's like you're basically starting over. And by taking this 10 year approach, like you're talking about, Jake, if you fall in love with mastery and improvement and you think about where you will be in 10 years, I, I now that I'm saying this, I know I already said this, but I'm saying it one more time. <laughs> If you fall in love with improvement and mastery and you think about where you're going to be in seven and a half years from now, you know, at your 10 year mark, call it, you are going to be a freaking monster. If you stick with what you're doing and you focus on mastery for the next seven and a half years, can you imagine seven and a half years of dedication to improvement and mastery? You are going to be a freaking beast in 10 years or seven and a half years. So I would just fall in love with the idea of that, of who you are going to become, what type of business you're going to have when you are in that level of beast mode. And it's a good feeling. Let me tell you, I just crossed 10 years in my industry, not necessarily with what I'm doing specifically, but in my industry, I just crossed 10 years and I feel like year 10 hit and I just have this like confidence that I, that I didn't have before. I feel like I know so many different, I, I felt like I knew a lot eight years ago. I felt like I knew a lot five years ago. I felt like I knew a lot three years ago, but now I have this feeling that I know a lot and I still have more to learn, but there's a humble confidence there of like, I know I have more to learn, but I've learned 10 years of lessons and I can pretty much speak to anybody, whether they're somebody who's brand new, who's never made a dollar in this industry or somebody who has a billion dollar company and be able to have a productive conversation with either one of those scales. And it's because of the 10 years of dedication to it. So focus on that next time you're feeling impatient of look at the freaking man that you are creating by focusing on improvement and mastery for the next seven and a half years. And let that be the motivating factor for you because you're going to be fucking unstoppable if you do that. I'll just end it with air. I don't know if you got anything else, Brad, but uh, I feel like you're you're ripping today. (laughs) I got one last thing, small thing, and I'll keep it short. Surround yourself with people that you like being around in your business. Like build the business with people that you like spending time with because That'll add up over time. You can you can get like do everything else right, but then be around someone that just doesn't quite rub you the wrong way or takes energy instead of gives it. I think it's important early on get that piece figured out so that you can share the journey with people that you want to share it with because that's a it's a factor that's inside your control, but it only gets harder over time to divorce it once you know you've committed to somebody or they've been in their business for a long time. So figure out the people part as quick as possible. Cause I think that's always, it's a, a magnifying factor on however you're going to feel, you know, the highs are higher, but the lows would get lower. If it's the, the wrong person, I guess the highs wouldn't be higher then, but it'll make the lows lower. If it's the wrong person. That was a great addition. I completely agree with that. All right. Well, Jake, I hope you got something from this. Anybody else listening? I hope you guys got something from this. If you did, please follow us, leave a review, five stars, Apple, Spotify, Google, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a comment with your question. Like the video. Tell us you hated it if you did. We just want some sort of engagement from you guys. Thank you so much. We will see you in the next episode. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Take care.